Now batting, Vincent Diamante. Is that how they do it? That is how they do it. I believe it. I went to a baseball game yesterday with friend of the show, Liz Ryerson. That was fun. Liz, I'd do that. Yeah, it was great. I would go to a baseball game with friend of the show, Liz Ryerson, right now. It was fantastic. Was it some Ohio team or something? Uh, No, it was just a Mets game. I reached out to her and said, hey, I want to go to a Mets game. You want to come with next month? And she said, sure. And a month later, there we were. Check this out. I don't follow baseball at all, right? But I actually have something here. Oh, didn't they just pitch a no-hitter? Uh, recently, yes. Yeah. Nice. That's oh, true. That's cool. Yeah. I did it. I did it. You did it. <laughs> you, did a sport. you did a baseball thing. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have a promotion where you can get tickets with, like, no extra fees if they pitch a no-hitter. So I got some tickets. Wow, it was even hyper-relevant to your situation, not just the team. Yeah. Oh, man. You really nailed it, Frank. Damn. Your, your journey as a sports broadcaster begins. <laughs> Didn't expect laggardly sort. This is episode 235 of Insert Credit, our video game talk show featuring a panel of experts who absolutely must answer whatever question I post to them within six minutes or meet the reproach of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and I'm currently reading Dracula by Bram Stoker. Uh, I'm Frank Cifaldi. I don't read a lot because my job all day is to read stuff on the internet, kind of seems like most of the time, so it's not very relaxing for me a lot, but... uh, Comic book wise, I always got something going. Currently yeah. reading the current run of Amazing Spider Man by Nick Spencer, uh, which I'm doing only because I just finished uh, what I would recommend, which is the, the entire Dan Slot run of Amazing Spider Man. Mm. Uh, I was interested in just like, you know, it's so rare that one person gets to control something in a superhero comic for a long time. That just doesn't that's happen. True. And that's what I crave. I crave character development, weirdly. Uh, so his run, which might be the longest, I believe it's the longest uh, Spider-Man run, at least in like actual continuity. Uh, good stuff, good character exploration, good like turning them inside out, you know, playing with the, the themes just going all around. I guess that's my recommendation now. So just skip that part at the end. Yeah, let's just take care of that up top. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I was reading Children of Virtue and Vengeance by uh, Tomi Adeyemi, but I stopped for no reason particularly. I just stopped reading because I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm not reading anything right now, except I just read some more World Trigger manga. I feel a little bad reading that one because uh, the the author is is very ill and has had to take multiple like multi-year hiatuses. And uh, now the current compromise is that they do one chapter. Usually there's a chapter a week and they're doing one chapter a month. And so I will like come back to the series after <laughs> six months and catch up on it in about 25, 30 minutes. That's about right. It just feels it feels a little wrong to have someone like half of to be able to go through half of someone's year of life in like a couple minutes all the work that they've had to do you just absorb it but anyway world trigger is kind of if you like um manga with too many characters and too many rules this is probably the one for you love it uh joining us this week is friend of the show co-founder of insert credit and award-winning video game composer vincent diamante Ooh, hi i'm vince and um I'm actually reading some instruction manuals because uh, Perfect. just yesterday there was uh, some talk about how people were just missing instruction manuals. I keep a bunch of 90s PC instruction manuals on my bookshelf, and I decided to flip through SimCity 2000. Uh, I actually really like that one. It has all sorts of fun little uh, pithy comments on the state of infrastructure and city planning and whatnot. It was a fun read back when I was playing the game in the early 90s, and it's still fun to flip through. That, that, that just unlocked something for me I want to share. Please do. A memory from, from, from childhood, like eight years old or something. Uh, I was in a thrift store with my mom. You know, I had some spending money. And uh, for some reason, in a small box, there was just a pile of game manuals for what I now believe was uh, like the Atari 800 computer, just a bunch of video game manuals for like weird games. And uh, I, I bought those and and read them and and 
kind of, you know, I, I think that was maybe my first exposure to there being weird video games that were only made for computers that had odd subject matter that you wouldn't see on a Nintendo. And uh, I think that might have uh, uh, set me on, on on some kind of course. A life-changing moment. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that a lot. Our first question comes from Chris Graft, uh, win- oh, yeah. decided winner of last week's show, yeah, that guy. who asks, what two characters from Fighters Megamix would make the best or worst romantic couple? Oh, Fighters All Megamix. Right, Fighters Megamix. <laughs> um, okay, best romantic couple. Um, the car in the Mega- palm tree. No. So Fighters Megamix is a combo of Virtua Fighter and Fighting Vipers with a few other Sega characters thrown in for good measure. So you got like, who's in there? Is it Bean? Is it Fang? I don't know. One, one of the Sonic the Fighters is, is in there. They've got... Yeah, Bean the Diamond. Yeah, okay, Bean's in there. In there. there there's, a, there's a bear. There's a... Mark the Polar Bear. The Daytona USA car is in there. That's right. Uh, the Hornet. Um, Jill from from Virtua, from Virtua, Virtua Cop. Cop is in there. Uh, it's Jill, right? I think it's Jill. No, 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 no. Uh, Janet. 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 Oh, my mistake. But yeah, uh, there, there's there's a bunch of them in there, but I do think we should all probably reference a, a website so that we don't miss any important ones. I kind of had a gut feeling that Rent-A-Hero's got to be involved in there somehow. Mm, I like, like it. Re- Rent-A-Hero and... You know, he could go around to pretty much anyone and just do, um, I don't know, something. I mean, that, that thing has always had this wacky sort of mix of stuff. So he, he can pair up with pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to suggest is that Rent-A-Hero gets hired to break up with with someone so that they can be with someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where that's going, but there's... Yeah, if there's a Rent-A-Hero TV series, that'd be an episode for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the character selection screen. Uh, first thing I'm going to here is uh, uh, Banjo from Banjo-Kazooie. It's an orange hat on. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, about right. I think that, who who is that? Is that, um, is that Bark? No, not Bark. Who is it? What is what is his name? Oh, yeah, Mr. Meat is in here as well. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, maybe it's just Kumachan. That's who it is, right? So, Bear Friend? Yeah, Bear Friend. Okay, Bear Friend. Hmm and yeah that's that's i'm trying to find a mate for bear friend i just know bear friend's mandatory so he can't move that's kumachan he 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 does he has no points of articulation in his body he he, Uh, he just kind of wiggles around he's a pvc action action figure as opposed to there is a character named honey the cat uh honey the cat cat. there's there's candy who's also named honey in the japanese version she's from there you go but she's not honey the cat there's bark the polar bear there's being the dynamite um well okay i I think i want to pair pair uh bear friend with like a really beautiful woman i want i want this couple to be like you know you see them walking or i guess in his case like waddling or whatever by and And it's just one of those couples where it's just like man you must really have something that i can't see uh... (laughs) um well the one that has a uh a revealing outfit that you can unlock is candy so it's probably it's probably okay it's bear friend yeah. and candy then. Yeah. Bear friend and candy, and then Janet from Virtua Cop will hire um, Rent a Hero to break them up so that she can <laughs> date um, Kumachan because he's he's the most eligible eligible backward uh, yeah. bachelor. Wow, I can't the speak. most eligible backward <laughs> eligible, eligible backward. And the, we can also say, uh, of course, that the uh, the two kids characters those are right out. Those those do not get of course, uh, of course, sure. The car though, the car is definitely they drive the car. Yeah. Although it's the Does same that make size it a threesome, though? No, more like a third wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. The car is the same size as them, so I'm not really sure how they'd have to sit on top of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I got into this when I was watching all of the Herbie the Love Bug movies with a friend. Uh, the function of Herbie the Love Bug is to get the main character and their love interest together uh, mm-hmm. through car related hijinks. Is the car part of that relationship? I think the car is an agent of chaos in this case. They 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 want to go right. to like um the beach where that one guy, uh, Jeffrey McWild hangs out. Yeah. But um instead they get taken to like I don't know, Dural's mystery shiny zone. I don't know, I'm, I'm saying a lot of words. <laughs> it doesn't take you where you want to go. It takes you where you need to be. That's right. That's right. For love. Uh yeah, I think we've solved it. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome, Chris Craft. <laughs> it was a tough one. <laughs> Uh, now that we've had some time to look back on it, what were the defining traits of the PS4 and Xbox One era that will feel retro someday? Oh, geez. That's a good question. Um, 
I don't know oh. what those things will be. I mean, oh, actually, maybe loading time. The defining of, uh, yeah, you know, is, I think the defining, I, I think the PS3 was maybe worse with that, but maybe has more uh, more distinctive features other than that, maybe. Yeah, I think I think that that'll be one of the things that, it, like, I think we've sort of forgotten about loading time in 360 and PS3 and before era because it's it's just not as top of mind. So I think that, like, in the future, it'll be like, this was the last console with a lot of loading maybe yeah that's pretty mm. good i like that pop in this is the last no we still have pop in on um ps5 and xbox and even on pc depending on you're gonna get pop settings. in yeah there's still gonna be i hate the pop in i mean unreal 4 sure i mean, i don't 4. I, I i know one when i see one you know <laughs> like with unreal 4 i just but i don't know how distinct that is or maybe three is it unreal 3 that was on i think it was four it was four I don't know. Maybe there will be some kind of like, maybe it'll be more like a design thing where everything's in open world now. Like all the, all the Tomb Raiders became open world things and, and every game had that element or had a world hub. Like the, even though Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't open world, they had that, the spaceship was like their place that you could investigate and explore. I don't know if that really works, but that's, that's I'm trying. I'm trying. I think there's something, something there like with the loading time, uh, but the way that people design around loading time. So things like um, you have to go through this narrow tunnel and you're definitely in there for 30 yeah. seconds before yeah. you get to the other side. Yeah, the elevator sequence will be yeah. reduced significantly in the future. Yeah, 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 I like that. Um, I also think maybe it will end up being the era of like way too many filler side quests to extend the single player game. I hope you're right. I yeah, also hope yeah. I'm right, <laughs> but I think that that will be replaced by worse things. Oh, well, uh, I, I think I pick up what you're putting down here. Yeah. I have been wondering if we are entering the era, like similar to how the internet is now, where things are powerful enough that we lose optimization and people just don't optimize stuff as much because there's like, I don't know, you look at that Stranger of Paradise game and how like... The models were just incredibly huge and super inefficient uh, because, you know, it didn't make the game chug that much on higher end consoles. Like, I, I wonder if we're going to get to that stage where we are, like having five Chrome tabs means that 50% of your RAM is being used. And if we're going to get that with games now, because as the technology has improved, people are like, well, I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't have to optimize this, so maybe I won't. I think that's every generation. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. But it feels like now it's even more. You couldn't do that on the 3DS, for example. Like you'd be you'd be in trouble. And if you do it on the Switch, then you wind up with terrible frame rate, and and you're in real trouble. Uh, but if you do it on the PS5, it's like the what was code optimized between Balan Wonderworld on PS4 and PS5? Not really. But one of them sure plays a whole lot better than the other. I'm, I'm reaching again, but I feel like there's something there. Are you telling me that you not only played Ball and Wonderworld once, but you played it twice on two different consoles? <laughs> well, I only played the demo on the other console. I, I, I played the demo on Switch, and then I right. played the real thing on, on PS5. That Ball and Wonderworld, tell you what, pretty weird. I just played that, sort of. I, I, I got it on Steam. It's on sale. Uh, it went on sale the day that Yuji Naka exposed yeah. the bad uh, development practices, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so I bought it. Uh, weird game. It's uh yeah, it's weird. It's one of those games that just feels like I'm doing chores. Did you play know. through the uh like the second world where there's the water stuff and No, I played through both levels of the first world, poked around in the hub a little bit. Got you know, I'm not saying I'm never going back, but uh probably never going back. Like I mentioned in the in the year end review, the first world is the worst part of the whole game. And once you start in the second world and then you're like wow i can jump on everything here like everything i can see i can get to basically okay that's when it starts to actually feel like something so i would i would recommend give it one more give it one more go okay it's still weird and it's still you know it's all it's all messed up and there's still weird like dancing nonsense that happens for no reason <laughs> it's just so much noise it's just all noise to me like i it, it's rare that like level design is just so noisy for me, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a me thing or not. It's just like I, I never 
have a clear idea of where I'm supposed to go, even though there, you know, is a door that's glowing a specific way. And I know that's the goal. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Give world two a try. That's all, all right. Saying. World two question three. On what occasions have you restarted a game from the beginning before finishing it? Oh, lots of occasions, usually where I get some permadeath thing and there wasn't a save that I could deal with. Um, yeah. Oh, here's 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 a bad one. I was at the end of um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I was at like, I don't know, you get to what do you get? 200 percent in that game? 210 percent? I forget what the something percent like is. Something huge. Anyway, I was at, I was at like 192 percent or something. And then um, I was playing on Saturn and there was that rift between working designs and interact, I believe. Interact, the maker of um, memory cart things that you could put in the back of the Saturn to expand your memory. And they were like, our games will never work on those and there will be problems if you use them. And uh, I didn't think about it and I used an, an interact thing and I I had I loaded up like Magic Knight Ray Earth or something. And then uh, all my games got wiped everywhere and <laughs> it was terrible. So I had to start over with Symphony of the Night because I still wanted to beat it. But the, the vengeful souls at at working designs had decided that it was they they weren't going to work with with this particular cartridge. Uh, the max is two hundred point six percent. Dang, is that point six the the room that you're not supposed to get into? Uh, I think the it point is. six is that there are six extra rooms in the inverted castle that aren't in the normal castle. Uh, right. Interesting. Okay, I thought it was like get under the bridge before it closes and go into the place where you're not supposed to be because I think that counts as well. I wonder if the percentage is different on the Saturn version since they had an extra mm. under, underground garden area. Possible. Probably, yeah. Yeah, going back to that, I just think about unfair adventure games from back in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, stuff like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And if you yeah. make a mistake, you cannot beat the game. It's just impossible. So why is that the only one that comes to mind? I know that there are other text adventure games from back in the day that did the exact same thing. Time Traveler, I think? Ugh, I put a lot of those out of my memory, honestly. I restarted Link's Awakening a lot as a kid out of a constant paranoia that I had done something in the wrong order and had therefore locked myself out. So I played like the first hour of that game maybe 300 times. Here's a recent one, actually. Uh, did I talk about playing Super Highlight on the show? I don't know. I don't know. We've had so many member configurations that there's nobody to confirm it for me <laughs> uh, in the last couple of weeks. I was playing Super Highlight and because people were talking about how cool it is and how it's all it's it's a very like traditional RPG in certain ways where gold has weight. Weight is a huge issue. Like you can't you, at first you can only hold like a knife and you can't even hold food, <laughs> but you have to eat twice a day or else you lose all your stats and you have to sleep at certain times or your stats go down, etc. It's all very like, yeah, it's, it's a kind of thing that people like that isn't for me, but I wanted to try it. Anyway, another one of the very uh, punitive things that they have in there is there are good and bad monsters. And if you kill good monsters, then you like can't get the good ending or some, your morality stat goes down and that affects th certain things. And the only way to know if monsters are good or bad is to see if they actively attack you. And I didn't do that. And then I found out later. And after like a couple hours, three hours in, I realized that I uh, yeah. killed a bunch of good monsters. And I was like, well, I guess I should. If I play this again, I will start over <laughs> is, what, is what happens. But man, that that game, like it's it's wild. You you just I got a I got a good sword in like a treasure chest, but it's it was super heavy. And I needed to be like four more, four or five levels higher in order to even use it. Uh, because it, if you if you use a weapon when the level is too low, then it, it just has zero attack. And so I just carried this albatross around for I don't know, like forty five minutes, trying to trying to level up and trying to get rid of things, dumping all my garbage on the ground. Um, ridiculous. I'm, I'm I'm not so sure about that game. I understand why people like it, but it's it's for different. It's for somebody else. That's fair. Anyone else uh, have any restart stories? Not a good one, but just because I haven't spoken at all, I will just give the very vague one, which is uh, at least once or twice I've restarted a game because uh, my my graphics card was not up to the task, so I retired it temporarily until upgrading. I've done that. Yeah. Okay. 
That counts as participation. Yay! Here's our next question. <laughs> we talk a lot in the industry about immersion in video games, but what really is that? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, as we know from past episodes, Brandon Sheffield cannot empathize with an in-game character, so I don't That's I don't... true. Yeah. It's it's I can't put them I can't put myself in their shoes and Is that different than empathize? I think yeah, it's well, I mean they're not real. Um <laughs> so oh, I, I see. I see. Um, yeah. But uh I think that immersion is is a little different because I can definitely for me I think immersion is looking at a cool space and hearing some cool music and seeing some neat particles float by and thinking about the possibility of being there. And uh, I definitely can have that thing. So it's more about being in a place than being a person. Yeah, for me, it's about being in a place and thinking this place is neat. Like the Ladies Uncharted, what was that one called? Um, Unchartita. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, huh. the Uncharted Ladies one where they start out in India and you're climbing ac across all these neon signs on rooftops and stuff. And it's like, that's that's a vibe. And the for me the way that, that that immersion manifests itself is me thinking i hope i get to stay here for a little while longer and i wish i could do this slowly without running from things and shooting guys so i can't what was the question uh, what's immersion <laughs> what is immersion <laughs> right i think immersion is is it, it goes along with that it's like can it place you somewhere that makes you either feel like you're there or want to be there you wind up focusing on the game to the exclusion of something outside of the game. That's interesting. Mm. You, you don't uh, feel that way? Well, I, I might, and, and that was my temptation as an initial response, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that for me, immersion in a video game is when I forget I'm playing a video game. Um, mm. And what breaks immersion is when a video gamey thing happens. And I don't mean like, you know, like a bug or like a weird animation you or mean whatever. like a, a like a quick time event that's like yeah to jump here exactly like like when i feel immersed when no matter what the rules of the game are you know everything's still adhering to it and when there's suddenly you know a reminder that like hey idiot this is a video game um that that's when immersion is broken for me so i i think that's how i think of immersion nintendo loves to break immersion that's one thing oh yeah <laughs> tell you how much the rupees are worth yeah i'm kind go. of feeling like it's well for me immersion is something where i have to work hard to get out of it um either mentally or or physically you know when you're playing a game and you realize that you're playing a game but you're still being swept along and it takes a lot of energy or um some mental shift in order to i don't know take care of dinner you know, answer that phone that's behind you. Um, because does, otherwise, does that mean gotcha games are like super immersive because those, I think those, so. will, those will like hook you in and be like one more round. But I don't know if I'm immersed in that so much as I'm like submerged in it or something. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a different verb. But I see mm. where I see where you're coming from on that because definitely you can you can get that in AAA games as well, where it's like, OK, I'm just going to go through this. I'm going to go through this sequence next, or I'm just going to check out. I always have that thing with um, with RPGs or whatever, where you get to a new area and you're just like, okay, I'm just going to check out this area a little bit first, and then I'm going to go to bed or whatever, something like that. It's it, maybe, maybe that's where you're going. Yeah, I, I think so. Like there's some momentum there and there's, uh, yeah, there, there's that propulsion that just sort of keeps you in a particular state. I, I guess I always think about the water analogy, the, the water component of immersion. It's like, oh God, maybe it's because uh. I'm a really bad swimmer. So it's like, okay, I've got to fight in order to get back to shore. So I, I feel like a lot of games do that in, in different ways. Like there's the gotcha games, there's the, you know the cinematic games, the abstract games. Do you feel like if you're uh, if you're playing Chrono Cross and then you turn it off and then you're just like humming one of those Radical Dreamers songs um, for the rest of the day, are, are, is that does that count in that same direction? Is that still are you still immersed in that world if you can't get that song out of your head and you're still hmm. thinking about it? I don't that know. Question. Maybe less that. Uh, I can imagine, though, you know, the the battle warning zones and that little abstract graphic. Actually, I feel like that. Uh, and um, like locking in on that is actually more immersive than just having the music in my head. What about, for example, you're playing something like Loop Hero or some roguelike thing, and you're you know you're you're sitting around 
eating lunch and you're like, you know what? I could do this different build this way. That would probably be pretty good. And then yeah. you're, you're like strategizing in your mind when you're not in the game world. Is that immersion or is that m kind of like a meta connection to the game that it, that is it's still holding a thread? It, just uh, just throwing things out there. Yeah, I think from the perspective that I got, yeah, it would be more like that meta connection there. Yeah, we are out of time, but I think this is a good one to circle back to at a uh, future date. Sure. We do have one more question before the break. Here it is. Design an in this house we do Disney style piece of wall art, but for gamers. Um, is that is that like those Facebook? The ones that are like full of like Disney quotes. I put a link to a typical one in the chat. Okay, okay, I got it. I'll, I'll, I'll read it for the benefit of the listeners. In this house, we let it go because Hakuna Matata and all the bare necessities will always be our guide. To infinity and beyond, all it takes is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. We believe in happy endings, and we know that life is always better under the sea because in this house, we do Disney. Okay. And imagine there's like 20 different fonts going on here. So, so we need to come up with a bunch of video game quotes or tropes. Yeah. And, yeah. What would what the gamer equivalent of this be? Yeah. What are we, what are we doing? I feel like we would probably be very retro. Like the first thing that I think of is in this house, uh, be attitude for gains. Um, well, no refuge, no refuge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that, that's, that's the good stuff. I guess if we were doing a shooter one that people might actually buy, but I was thinking, or let people like us might actually buy, but I was thinking this should appeal to everyone. And so it, it should be more like something that you're not appeal to everyone. It should be something that your grandma thinks that you want. See, yeah. I see, I, I'm starting to write down things that are like quaintly outdated. Press F to pay respects. Well, there's that too, but also some quaintly outdated ones like bonus like stage and quarter. Like in this house, we give no quarter. You know, like, yeah. In in um, this house, we uh, collect coins. We collect rings. <laughs> nice. in, in this house, we hit blocks with our heads and level up. I don't know. I feel like it'd be stuff that that you would just be like, come on. We, mm. So we have to decide if we want to try to do a good one or a bad one. I think a bad one's easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing a good one yeah mm, okay um, once a once a fortnight can be in there yeah okay that's good <laughs> or every yes. fortnight right? mm -hmm. in this house we live life 14 days at a time <laughs> that's right <laughs> um there's no such thing as old age just a bonus stage yeah, yeah there you go something vis-a-vis yeah. um, -vis cakes and truths yeah you'll never see the last of us mm. Mm. Something. I don't know. We're not going to tie any of these together, just so you know, Jeffy. We're just going to yeah, keep saying just, random just ones. Saying more no, things. no, I'm expecting Esper to make this into a poster for Thank you. the okay. graphic. At well, the then Esper can take the random garbage from our mouths and arrange oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Great. that's what we'll do. We got to oh, okay. get one of those Elden, Elden Ring quotes in there. Yeah. Uh, let me get in this up. house, you died. <laughs> in this house, is this a dog? Could this be a dog? I don't know. In this house, love blossoms on the battlefield. Mm, oh, that's yes. very good. Yes. yes, that's the kind of crap we're looking for. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, I like that one. Um, still alive? I guess you already did Cake is a Lie. Yeah. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Love is still alive. and On the battlefield. <laughs> 1942. Yeah. Love can bloom even on the battlefield, 1942. Yeah. And this house we set for like G did. Mm -hmm. Even <laughs> when the princess is in another castle. Oh God! Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's Bad good. Stuff. Man, the problem is all my favorite quotes are are terrible, uh, like uh, like zombie revenge. To find them, we have to follow. <laughs> In this house, we like girls, but now it's about justice. But, but now right. it's about justice. Yes. Or, uh, <laughs> um, in this house, we stay home and do filing. That's this from Disaster Report. Hmm. Yeah, none of, none of that stuff is gonna work. I know. Let's see, old Sega, get ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in this house, rise from your grave. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure about that one. Um, no, it's not. It doesn't have the inspirational uh, call to action of that we're going for here. We don't outrun our ghosts. <laughs> okay. In, in this in this house, uh, our Sonic Warriors toot toot. <laughs> 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 that's so stupid i like that song toot toot sonic warriors why would they why would they name it that uh um yeah that's every video game i think sure. that's all yeah. of them yeah i think i think uh, that's I, 
Sure. In this house, you got to keep that dream alive. In this uh, house, we Harry space. Of course. Of course. All right. I think we got enough of these. Uh, we'll be right back after a quick break. Anyone want to get a drink or go to the yeah. bathroom? Now is Water the time. time. Water time. I'd love to get a drink with you, Jaffe. Let's go. Let's let's get a drink sometime. Yeah. Frank. No, yeah, I don't understand why people who listen to this show think we dislike each other. <laughs> what? That's a pretty good joke, though. <laughs> <laughs> I hope oh, we mend man. this someday. <laughs> we'll reach across this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready yet to forgive you, but uh, one day we're we're the real Sam and Diane of insert credit. You and I. Welcome back to Insert Credit. I'm here with Frank Cifaldi and Brandon Sheffield and Vincent Diamante. Our next question comes from uh, The Dirtbag, where every week we draw one question from the generous subscribers to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you can get access to the form which allows you to submit questions, get regular bonus episodes every month, and scattered surprises from us from time to time. You might not like them. Be sure to <laughs> surprise and delight. Uh, this question comes from Salvatore Romano, who asks, excluding one, two, three, and Knuckles and Mania, what are the top five Sonic the Hedgehog games? Well, it's Sonic R. <laughs> That's one. I think Sonic R is probably, I don't know if it's really in the top, it's in my top five. I actually think that like Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed is also, I, th I think the racing games are pretty good. Uh, I don't know if. All-Star Racing Transformed is, is in the top five, but uh, good. I like the first adventure a lot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's top five. Yeah. Sonic Adventure. Um, those handheld ones. Uh, Sonic Rush. Sure. Sonic, Sonic Rush. Rush is definitely good. If you take out the boss fights, Sonic Rush is the best that, oh. of, of them other than the ones that we can't talk about. And if mm, we yeah. want to put Sonic 2 back in, we can just have uh, Sonic Adventure for Neo Geo Pocket. Mm. Mm -hmm. You could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm willing to allow that. It's, I mean, it's it's totally remade. It's just like, and it's called Sonic Adventure or Sonic Pocket. What is it called? Sonic Pocket Adventure, Sonic Adventure Pocket. Maybe none of those things. There's two good Game Gear ones that aren't called one or two. There's uh, Chaos and mm -hmm. what's the other one? Mm, I don't know what the other one is that, that people, I mean, there's the Labyrinth, but I don't know if that one is good. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe there's only three. I don't know. The one with like the weasel. Whatever his name is, Purple Weasel. I don't remember that? Um, Are you thinking of Espio the Chameleon? Are you no. thinking of Knuckles Chaotix? No. He's, he's, he's thinking of Willy Wombat. No. On the, on the Saturn game. Man, you ever play Willy Wombat? We gotta have Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm all for that. Okay, yeah, we have five game. games on the list. Sonic think Triple that... Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble I with Knack the Weasel, later known as Fang the Sniper. Yeah, Knack. Triple Trouble's pretty good. Um, All right. I'm, I, that's a top five for me. So my two votes are Triple Trouble and Adventure. Can I say Knuckles Chaotix? It, since Sonic, if oh. Sonic isn't in it, I think you can say Knuckles Chaotix. I think that that game is really, really close to being extremely excellent. It, it's yeah. like mm -hmm. if you want to play a Sonic game where the stakes are pretty low, there aren't a lot of enemies. You could just like hang out in a cool, weird environment and bounce around and do weird stuff and listen to cool music. Like that game is pretty neat and it has a lot of. A lot of colors. It looks really good. The only thing that isn't great about it is uh, sometimes there's a time limit that can be a little harsh, which I don't like. And the other thing is you have to um, go through the stages on a roulette wheel and choose your partner on a roulette wheel. And I think if they just cut that out and let you play through the stages straight in a row, let you choose who your partner is stage by stage, however you want. Uh, I think that game would be close to one of my favorite Sonic games mm. ever, uh, personally. But I like the weird stuff. So are your two nominations Sonic R and Knuckles Chaotix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like I want to take one of mine back because I, I forgot Rush. Rush would actually be my top one. Um, okay. So I, so I go Russian Adventure. Russian mm -hmm. Adventure. Russian Adventure. Russian, Russian Adventure. Adventure. On the, the NES. sequel to Russian Attack. Also known as Tetris. Um, let me clarify. It is a ROM hack that hopefully exists by now where there's no like map HUD and there's no boss fights and you just play through the stages like it's a Sonic game. Vincent, is your one nomination Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? Well, he also nominated Rush, but yes. Yeah, we yeah. shared that one. Yeah. So I think that's good. So I think yeah, that's I a think good, that's a good yeah. So that's our list. Now we have to rank it. Okay. Well, for me, number one is Knuckles Chaotix, but I don't know if anyone else is going to feel that way. I never liked it. 
So I, I have a hard time with that on top. I barely remember it. Okay. Like, it's really fun to play with another person who enjoys goofing around as long as you're not, like, if you're not stressed about it, it's fun. It, it All the mishaps that can occur are funny and fun rather than obnoxious. I've never experienced this joy. Do you have any experience with Chaotix, Vincent? No. Well, I a little bit, but not enough to... Let's really let's play it, it next it time we're in the same location, Van Silver. Right. That'll be fun. Uh, okay. Right. Let, right. Well, then let's not make it number one. I assume that probably Rush would be the number one for people. Otherwise, I'm leaning that way. Yeah. Okay. Again, it's it's flawed as is though. Like those boss fights. Yeah, just but feel like all of totally these games are flawed. Game. Yeah, they're yeah, all okay, flawed. Okay. Or if you want to put Adventure at number one. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where I was going with that. Is like, okay. is Adventure better than Rush because it's a better com- a better actual package overall than rush. I don't know. I mean, adventure's got that big, the cat sequence, which I enjoy, but I don't like, yeah. I don't like getting stuck under the ice. That's There's a lot of content mm-hmm. in that game. There's so much to do. I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think it's gotta be adventure. Okay. Yeah. So cool as it stands, yeah. it's adventure rush R chaotic mean bean machine. Are we happy with that? Mm. Uh, I don't care about the position of, uh, actually, frankly, the last three at all. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we're good. I think that's good. Yeah, it's fine. Yes, that's our insert credit. Best Sonic game six through ten. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good job, guys. We did that in under six minutes. Not bad. Nice. Our next question. Which video game series took the greatest number of entries to start getting good? Oh, heck. Uh, That's an interesting question. I don't don't know if I've uh, stuck with any series that I didn't like at the start. Oh, here's... (laughs) uh, It's a good thing Tim's not on the show. I'm going to say Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't, it didn't really jive with me until it was stupid. So like 14 and 15. Uh, so 13 not, would be about the time. Yeah. Like or 10 uh, well, generously. For me, it was 15. Um, 15 right. is, is the one that was like, oh, maybe, I, maybe I do like Final Fantasy. <laughs> 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 I don't think anyone else in the world will agree with that. I mean, I think people in the world will agree that it took a few games for Final Fantasy to become Final Fantasy. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not 15, but you could say four or you could say six or you could even say seven. I, I think you could say that more so than with Dragon Quest, for example, which was kind sure. of had a yeah. lot of its stuff right at or, the, yeah. in the front end. My, my first thought was one of the sports games like um i don't know madden i mean it was it was all right yeah like the like if, especially if you're counting like the original original like apple ii it's like not yeah good yeah that's a good one but i don't know when it gets good uh but it it's certainly not the first one it might be the first the second one which is the first console one though i, I kind of think that was pretty good yeah that's true it got good pretty early with number two <laughs> yeah which yeah. if we counted fan games which i know we won't uh, i would say bubsy because i think the best bubsy game is is the one that arcane kids did about the museum oh well, yeah you know what actually i i've never played it but i i will bet that the latest bubsy game is decent it's that's probably it's, true i'll take that bet but did it get good that's the question probably not i believe better mm. but did it get good i feel like there's got to be a fighting game series that continued to exist just because it was a fighting game series and then got good later and nobody knew but there's probably oh man i mean you could piss off a lot of people by just saying mortal Kombat. that's true Mm. that is true i mean the original mortal Kombat's were all shock value it didn't really get mechanically interesting until recently yeah i think that's the thing yeah mortal Kombat two three they were i would say mechanically solid but they weren't they didn't have that much space to explore. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they were definitely, they were solid, especially in that they were going for a different kind of input methodology than Street Fighter. And there's some people who like grew up only knowing that way of playing fighting games. And so I, I think there's, I would have a hard time going with all the way with Mortal Kombat because I do think it was so, it was really solid from the start. It wasn't, it's better now. Yeah, the question was, isn't like improve with age. It's like yeah, got yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it, I think Mortal Kombat started good enough. But I actually would say that like, and I would say Asuka as a series wasn't that good until the Saturn PlayStation games. But there aren't that many entries before that. Yeah. What was it? FM Towns Marty, X68000. PC Engine. PC Engine. And then PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very many. Oh man, this this would be another controversial one. I would say uh, Castlevania didn't get good mm. until the 
until Egovanias. E- Egovanias, yeah. Personally, mm. I just mm. can't go I mean, back the to the first those. Castlevania is tough to get back to. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's not a it's it's good within its like constraints and time though. I don't know. Like it's it's hard to say that's not a good game. I could and and even then, it. like it also got pretty good, uh, pretty early. You know, you go yeah, to, three is awesome. Three is good. the The big problem for me is the music was good the whole time, and so uh, mm. I, I I can't I can't go all the way to saying it was bad. Even even myself, I can't I can't do it because it sounded too cool. Yeah, yeah. Did we have an answer that's good yet? I, th- I feel like we had one. It was Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. That, I think it's Final Fantasy. <laughs> I think I think it's Final Fantasy. Unfortunately, I, I I really like the Mortal Kombat answer. I think Mortal Kombat's my answer. But that's the most that's most improved. That's like yeah, a, yeah it's not good. That's right. the high school high school yearbook entry for for most improved. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Well, I'm willing to accept that answer. I mean, there's got to be like a racing series. Like Need for Speed wasn't that good until later. Did, wasn't it Test Drive and then it became Need for Speed? No, the Need for Speed was a 3DO game, wasn't it? Yeah, but I thought that yeah, I thought it was pretty good, actually. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I like. I know that. I know that we're missing something real big, and there's probably people uh, yelling answers at their. I think. Uh, I think that is the activity that uh, of choice yeah. for this podcast. Is yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here is my prediction: there will eventually be a good Elder Scrolls game, and then that will be the definitive answer. Oh yeah, maybe so. Oof. Yes. Oh, oh, did that one not get three till get good till Morrowind? No. Nah. Oh, you know there there could eventually be a good Mass Effect as well. I doubt it. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That ended in the Space Mall in two. That's where the saga ended. It was great. That's true. That's true. Uh, that's right. Here's our next question: What is the best logo design in video games? Oh wow. Um, Boy, I, you know, I, I immediately went to not logo, but logo attract modes. And that's that's something that's something else. But I was just thinking about like the Capcom one with all the cubes. Love that one. You know what I'm talking about, Vince? Yeah. I mean, that's that's classic late 90s. Um, yeah. yeah you not, watch that just, and you know you're into it. Um, yeah. Ready to go. I can I can hear the sound of it as well in my head. Uh, but best logo design, that's that's something else. Um I kind of want to shout out something um, that's kind of tangential, but uh, Rami, a couple years ago, linked these Arabic logo redesigns that were amazing. Oh, yeah. So if, if you search his Twitter for Arabic logo redesigns, it's so cool. Really good. Yeah, those are good. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's really distinctive and sticks in my mind. I really like the brain gray logo. Uh, obviously i went for something super obscure for no reason but um let me let me just share it with you it's like it's like somebody uh carved it out of foam or something and tried their best you know it's uh i just posted it in the chat here you can see what it looks like for for whatever reason it's it's like i don't know it feels like somebody made it as a prop for sesame street or uh but but also the weird green color of it i don't know oh wait hot b that's one for sure. Hot B has a great logo. You know that one? I don't think I do. I'm sure. I'm, uh, I'm going to get it here. I mean, I'm just thinking Hudson B, but that's not quite right. Um, Man, I'm having a, having that's a, a good time. logo. I, I like it, but... Google searching uh, Hot B because <laughs> it's just... It's giving me uh, hot B-grade Indian actresses. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up on uh, Moby Games. They always have the logos. Oh, God. So, so rude, the, the internet. I mean, it's kind of classic, but the I think the brush strokes of Street Fighter are really good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, I was kind of limiting myself to company logos. I, that's actually not what I had in mind. I was thinking of, like, video game logo. Oops. Oh, yeah, Jeff, you pasted Hot B. Yeah, Hot B is... That's, like oh, that. yeah. Plus, it's called Hot B. Hot B's such a good name. It looks like Hot 13 to me. Yeah, that's Which fair. is problematic. Oh. They might be the colors, but it makes me think about Art Dink. No, it's, it's like <laughs> the Hot 13. It's like th- 13. Yeah. It, it's like a Ocean's 11. Oh, well. I got it. Hot 13, yeah. I mean, the classic Konami logo I still really like. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Which, which one? The, the red and gray waves? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh, you know, I like the original uh, World Ends With You logo in how much like a like a kind of a bad metal logo it is. It's just the letters are going all over the place and they're kind of trying to connect them together. I like it. Bad. I think stuff that's bad is good sometimes. You know, that's kind of 
we've uh, something we've kind of assessed about you in the past 230 episodes. <laughs> Picked up on that, huh? A little bit. I think the Rockstar logo is cool. Yeah. I think it just it it I I think it reflects the personality that they're trying to put across that logo. Like it's it's kind of full of itself. You know, it's it's like lifestyle brand like you like you'd put that on on a shirt or whatever. Uh I think I think it's a good logo for them. Very plain and simple. I like it in red. Yeah. Mm. Capcom's got that uh Jeopardy font. Capcom does have that Jeopardy font. But I'm also conflating mascots like I want to put the FM Towns little alligator guy in there, but that doesn't that's not part of the logo necessarily. I wish I liked the Hudson logo more. I like the B when he's got the boxing gloves, but I don't know if that's a good logo. Yeah, he's the mascot though. Like the logo yeah, is you're right. Just, you're just, right. Just, the, just like oldie time steam train. It's great. It's memorable. I guess. I feel I feel ill-equipped to answer this question. I, I'm 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 Googling fr- frantically and I'm not finding it. Like <laughs> Let us know in the forums what the best designed video game logo is. Maybe you can come up with a better answer than Hot B. (laughs) (laughs) The forums have actually been pretty good for that lately for for people filling, filling in the blanks and just answering the questions and being like, yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. For me, Uh, it's, you know, Street Fighter 2 era, Street Fighter, like all the Street Fighters, the, the brush strokiness I think works for that game. I think the Rockstar logo works for Rockstar. And as I'm Googling, it's like, Grand Theft Auto is a really good logo. So I guess I'm giving Rockstar a lot of points today. Yeah. You know, I also like the original Puyo Puyo logo, which um, video game magazines didn't understand and tried to turn into English as like, it's <laughs> All right. Here's my next question. It's Nintendo evil. <laughs> ah, that's a good question. We've danced around this before, but it's time to give a yes or no answer. I'm going to say no more than any other game company. They're a company, yeah. I think the answer is no, within the constraints of capitalism, they're not. I mean, within the confines of capitalism, within the idea that we must remain in a capitalist structure as long as we have to here, um, I don't I don't think they're evil. I. It was interesting. You all may have seen that <clears throat> there were conversations about contractors not being treated well, and then there was an interview with Reggie where he was like, that's not the Nintendo that I know. There's no way that it was, it wasn't like that, but uh, no way, dude. It was hundred percent like that when you were there. <laughs> like there's no way that it was better when he was there and then got worse after he left. Contractors are not treated well by these big companies, no matter what. And I think that Nintendo is probably in some ways a better place to work than some other Japanese game companies where like, I don't know, you see uh, people working themselves to death. It, like it is such a regular thing when you talk to game developers from the that were active in the 80s they have like a and then i had a breakdown and i had to be hospitalized like that is something that they all say <laughs> there's not not one of them that was operating in that time who doesn't have that and then i had a breakdown and then i had to be hospitalized story uh because that's they were just under such intense pressure and, so, and i'm sure it's better i mean it's not it's not amazing but it's definitely better than that now like you can't you can't send someone to the hospital as easily as you used to be able to. Yeah, better than bad is not necessarily good. And uh, yeah, and, and hey, it's Nintendo. They've been secretive for a long time, so but we're only just starting to get a little bit more info these days than right back in we the nineties. We don't 90s. have insight into into like the delay of the new Zelda. Does that mean everybody's crunching twice as hard now, or does that mean that they did it so that they could? Um, let people have a family life. Like there's, there's, we, we won't know that answer, but I'd like to hope that it's the latter and maybe they're trending toward, toward that kind of stuff. Like Japanese labor laws have gotten stricter in terms of how you can hire contractors and how long they can be working for you in one go before you have to make them an employee. There's been some improvement on that front, which I'm sure affects Nintendo as well. I don't think they're, they're evil, but I think they could, if they wanted to try real hard, they could be better. Everything I know about them is, I mean, evil in just the capitalist sense, sure. But like, they just seem very Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Japanese game company. I don't know how to culturally judge being Japanese on on an evil and good scale. They're just Japanese. And and, I mean, what is this even in reference to, Jaffe? Like, what, what brought this on? There's a lot of stories coming out about people being overworked at Nintendo. 
Oh, that all, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and isn't that NOA even that that story? Yeah, that yeah. story is NOA. And yeah, um, and you know, there's also stuff like the person who made what was it, Metal Slater Glory, which was uh, like a, it was like a really robust visual novel on the NES, and the guy didn't even get paid for it until it was finished. It took him two years. Like. Come on, <laughs> it's just that kind of stuff is ridiculous. And that was that was, I guess, technically Hal for Nintendo, but but that that was the eighties, and I don't think you you at least don't have that kind of scenario where it's like, okay, work on this game for two years, we own the IP, we will not pay you until it's finished. Like that, at, at least that's not happening. We hope. Anymore. We hope. Uh, I don't know. They 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 took they took the three DS shop offline. They're evil. That, that yeah. There we go. Thank there you. you. Thank you, yeah. Frank. Yeah. All right, sure. question resolved. It's time to go into our lightning round. Uh, this is a game that I've played with Brandon before, but not That's with me. Frank or Vincent. Uh, this game is called The Acronomizer. Uh, in this game, I'm going to give you somewhere between three and five randomly selected letters, and you have to come up with a video game name that those letters stand for okay. and tell me what the game is about. Your first acronym is BFMJ. Best friend Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was thinking big friend Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, I, I, for some reason, I was first thinking Butterfingers, Michael Jordan. So oh, man, like, I love that. Right. Consensus goes to Michael Jordan. <laughs> I immediately know what that game is. <laughs> oh, yes. That's Bennett Foddy's basketball game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there's there's another BF in parentheses before the BF, which is Bennett Foddy's Butterfingers, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Bennett Foddy's Michael Jordan. Yes. Uh, Michael Jordan, yeah, yeah not Michael Jackson. Sorry. Uh, FNT. Mm -hmm. I just get a totally like nonsense, like came from Japan, but is English words thing, like front north trial. Sure. Mm. Friends need trains. Uh, friends do need trains. Fastest northern train. I'm, get, I'm getting somewhere with it. You're getting a train might be in the mix. Fashion never trends. That's it. That's I, I oh. like. I don't know what game that is, but I like the sequence of words. That's I think, yeah. Frank, I think that's the that's the Japanese nonsense game name where it's called Fashion Never Trends. And it's it's like an action game. OK, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I was thinking like a point and click murder mystery like Gabriel Knight, but in the fashion district. Sure. Mm. All right. That's about right. Uh, your next game is NKAV. Uh, North Korean adult video. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a store, but I don't know if it's a game. <laughs> that would be hard to smuggle at. Um, let's see. I get new kids automatically with NK. So New kids all vacuum. <laughs> So, new kids all vaccinated. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, new kids again, five. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's the fourth sequel to the to reboot of the New Kids yeah. franchise. Yeah, that's yes. it. Which is rebooted as a video game, not a, right. not a boy band. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I like that a lot. Your next one is TNTP. Uh, hmm. Thursday Night Tyrant Punchers. <laughs> oh, I like okay. that. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's, it's a prequel good. to Attack of the Friday Attack of Sunday Monsters. Monsters. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah, it. I think that's it. Uh, your next one is OJL. It's all about that orange juice life. Yep. Orange Julius, <laughs> comma, loser. Orange Julius Lobby, and it's like a vaporwave game about being in a mall in the 80s. Mm, not there. No? Okay. Um, mm. Let's see. Oh, Jerry. I can't get the L, but it's orangutan jail. Orangutan jail. 50. Lifer. This, this orangutan is stuck in jail forever. Um, uh, uh, no, maybe it's simpler than that. Like orangutan jump loop. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds maybe, like a game I'd pick up in a humble bundle. Maybe yeah. it's uh, maybe it's actually oil, but it's spelled wrong. <laughs> they, 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 they accidentally <laughs> extended the it's I. Swedish oil. Oil. Yeah, Swedish oil. <laughs> no, I, I like orangutan jump loop. I'm going with that. BDCX business development comic experience. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Uh, yeah, I just kept on thinking biz dev CX, like yeah. game center, but uh mm. brilliant diamond crime xylophone. <laughs> I think the X could just be X. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's where I am is that the X is just a word. Um, sure. So, well, maybe X stands for something else, like uh, like a. I, I just think uh, spelling strike with an X at the top. Mm, so like, yeah, or, yeah, so like cross mm. Counter Strike. Yeah. Uh, Baby's Developers Conference X. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, buddy. I, I, I don't play it, but uh. Bustin Dino Century X. Ooh, Century sure. X. Blinding, blinding Diamond Cross X. What is that game? That sounds like a good Japanese game. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a visual novel about how uh, angels and demons uh, have to convince humanity not to destroy them. That sounds pretty fair. I like that. And also, like they would have the X be cross, so it'd be yeah, cross cross. It would be right. cross cross. Yeah. All right, here we go. LZQNW. Oh, this is now. Um, Landing zone quick. Now waiting. (laughs) (laughs) No. There's a there's an exclamation after quick. Landing zone quick. Now waiting. So it's no. I think I think you're right. Like it's it's like a chopper. You're guiding like spaceships to land in in the docking bay uh, as quickly as you can. So like landing zone quick. Now waiting for the next one. Like I I think that might be it. Nice. Okay, if you say so. No, I'll take it. Uh, Your last one is DOS. (laughs) Uh, That's a good one. Dogs on steroids. For for the others of you, uh, because Jaffe says DOS instead of DOS. I will never stop. It's fine. It's just a surprise one. Um, Dogs on steroids? Dogs on steroids. Dogs on steroids, yeah. All right, that's our answer. Mm. Congratulations, Vincent. A very uh, uh, limpid victory to the top. Uh, thank you for <laughs> subbing in at the very last minute to join us on this episode. Do you have anything you would like to recommend to our audience, uh, either personal or preferential? Ooh, um, let's see. Cool stuff. What have I been doing cool? I haven't been doing anything cool. Nice. Um, let's see. Haven't really been playing that many games lately. I have been listening to some cool music. There's this uh, British band from the 80s called Scritty Politty. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And I've been having a lot of fun listening to their stuff. Uh, so it's basically 1980 to 1990. So it's all like classic FM pop uh, into new wave stuff. But uh, the synths are so front and center. It's just so fun listening to the instrumentals. It's fun. Scritty Politty is cool. It, it always surprises me because so I didn't listen to them entirely because of their name basically forever oh. um and then sometimes I'll, a song will come up and i'll be like oh man this is the synth the synth sound and this is pretty sharp and i'll figure out who it is and then quite often it's scritty politty and i'm like oh i guess i probably should have listened to them and i still haven't because i still oh. look at that name and i'm like i'm not gonna like this yeah they, they do some maybe cool this stuff. is your impetus to finally give it a shot yeah i better do it frank you already gave your recommendation brandon what do you have you know, usually I have a little list, and and today I don't have my list on me. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, I recommend watching the movie Halloween again. It's pretty good. Mm. That movie is still pretty scary and has good suspense and stuff. There's almost no blood in the whole movie. Like, he murders people, but you don't see any of the blood or gore or whatever. Um, the most you see is blood on a knife after the fact. It's pretty surprising to go back and look at that. And and then you can also marvel at how Jamie Lee Curtis has looked like a, a 32 year old for a span of about 40 years. <laughs> I saw that like, tweet. Yeah. It's hilarious to look at this movie and you got these three, uh, three ladies who are supposed to be in high school and whatever they did to their hair and makeup and clothing, they, they all look like they're about to go kid pick their kids up from soccer. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. So uh, yeah. Anyway, watch, watch, watch that movie and you can see, Donald Pleasant's just sweating constantly and being being a nervous weirdo. All right. Uh, watch that movie. Listen to Scritty Politty. Read some recent Spider-Man comics. Uh, I'm going to recommend. No, I said Dan Slot Run, which predates. Specifically the Dan Slot. The Dan Slot Run that ended like three years ago or something. It's. I think that's recent as far as most comic. But I'm not movies. saying recent Spider-Man comics. I'm saying find this one author and just read all Dan the stuff Slott you wrote in order. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would also recommend if you're listening to the show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts that you do that for us. It keeps our spirits up and the algorithms pushing us upwards and forwards. 
You could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other exclusive content. You could also join one day our early. Com- one day early. You can also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com where people are always coming up with better answers than us or follow us on Twitter at insertcredit or on youtube.com slash insertcredit. The show is edited by Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Vincent Diamante. And in this house, we do gaming. That is not my permanent sign-off. We'll see. Maybe. (laughs) We'll We'll see see how it trends. We'll We'll test it with the focus groups.